With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Spent a lot of time doing that, calling myself out. There's no money in being right unless you're a gambler, right? That's the whole key. Welcome in four hours of power here on Fox Sports Radio. Chris Plank sitting in for Bernie Fratto. And I wanted a couple of tweets real quick. It's the best way to stay in touch with the show. You can hit us up. I'm at Plank Show, and everybody should be following us at Fox Sports Radio. If you want to see that incredible sandwich that Chris Perfett uh, dusted off before the show started, where did it? Where, oh, of course, Brian Finley is at Brian with the Y Finley. Here it is at Chris Perfett on Twitter. I'm still thinking about that sandwich. All right. Good tweet from Authentic Allen. Now, you know, Authentic Allen and I have a uh, – our, our, his Twitter handle is at Allen Authentic. We have a good kind of love-hate relationship. Uh, he hates me, um, and I love to see how angry he gets about things because everything is so personal. And I respect it, and that's fine. But I'm going to kind of step out of character here, Allen, and I agree with you. For a change. Now, Alan, I don't think you'll mind me pointing out a lot of things in your world will draw back to race, right? That's where a majority of the conversations and the fights come from with Alan. So he writes, wow, it has begun. The character assassination of Eric Bienemy has begun. 
the good old boy network will always try and take a brother out by hook or crook. This is why I'm so glad Mike Tomlin picked up Brian Flores. It took a black man to give another black man a job. That's from Allen. Now, again, there is a lot of white coaches who have hired black assistants during this cycle. So I'm happy that Brian Flores did get hired. And maybe in this instance, Alan, you might be right. It might have taken a, a minority, a black head coach like Mike Tomlin to give Brian Flores that chance because there was a part of me that thought he was going to get Kaepernicked. All right. And listen, we can open up the debate, right? If, oh, wait, hold on. Wednesday. That's what's going to happen next Wednesday. It'll be a Kaepernick debate that'll start that'll get them going uh and by them i mean all the sports fans who have nothing to talk about but i i was worried that brian flores wouldn't be able to find another job because it would become kind of that scarlet letter oh you sued the nfl you went after these teams we're not bringing you in but i'm really really happy that mike tomlin gave him a job so i agree with you the second part of it you know, Perfett and I were talking a lot about this during the break. And I don't think I don't think that this group of fans just went out and made this up. I re- I really don't. And I I could be the dummy here. I could be the gullible one. But I think someone whom either they think is tied in or roundabout information got back to them I don't think a group of guys and gals just got together and said, we've got to get rid of the enemy. So to that point, Alan, I'll disagree with you. I mean, this came from somewhere. It's like the Kyler Murray stuff. Chris Mortensen is not a message board poster. He is an NFL reporter. He is a Hall of Famer. He's not going to throw S off the wall and see if it sticks. His report came from somewhere. Where was that? I don't know. And so I'm not trying to build this group of reporters up there in like the Woodward and Bernstein ranks, but I do think there was something to it. Now, a lot of things happen, right? When you're trying to when you're trying to get a report out, a lot of things can happen whenever you're you're trying to truly investigate a story. Number one, you can get bad information. It happens. It happens and has happened to everyone, everyone. Either something was misheard, either, you know, you jumped to a conclusion or you didn't vet a source, whatever it might be. Everyone makes mistakes, number one. Number two, maybe you're talking to someone that is not as tied in as you like to think they are tied in, not tied in. Uh, someone that's not as much of an insider. I see that a lot in college. The The college game is usually this. A booster has the ear of a reporter or two, and when they want to get a story out, they start feeding information to said reporter or two. There you go. And it doesn't really have to be vetted because – well, that's I'm just that's Boone Pickens. He's the man. He told me this. I'll never say it was you, but you know, get what I'm saying. So I, I'm with you, Alan. This came from somewhere. This is, so where was it? Again, I keep tying it back to the Kyler Murray situation. You know, someone 
in that Arizona Cardinal front office is out to get Kyler Murray. Or at the very least, try to shame him or humble him or something. And in this instance, somebody's wanting Eric Bieniemy out in Kansas City. And I don't this is just me. All right. I think if I can if I can have a spoiled fan moment here. I think we're all guilty of this. I think when we get where we're very happy with our team. Right? If you if you're to to poll all 32 fan bases in the NFL. This is something I think about a lot. How many of those fan bases would say that, you know, 90% and beyond they're happy with their quarterback and that's the guy that they think can lead them to a championship. 32 teams. Maybe eight? Maybe? And one of them's Kansas City. I mean, you got to really be a dummy to not think that Patrick Mahomes is one of the five best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. I mean, you really have to not be watching what's going on. So it's almost as if things are going too well. And every little hiccup is the worst thing that's happened. And and again, I, Sooner fans that are listening, you guys know what I mean. We're all very spoiled when our teams are good. Oklahoma was 9-0, and and they were wanting people fired and cut and, and gone. It's the reality of it. Kansas City has gone to the AFC Championship game on their home field for four straight years. Four straight years. They've gone to the Super Bowl in two of those four years. They won one. First Super Bowl championship since... I don't know what the 60s Super Bowl, whatever it was. I mean, they, they, they finally got it again. They dusted things off. And now you are worried about the offensive game of plan. When this was the offensive coordinator that led you to the promised land. I, am I saying everything is perfect? No. But this came from somewhere. This came from somewhere. I think we know when things are made up. I think that we can sense and see whenever someone is throwing something out there for clout. Usually those are the people that when they see when they see Adam Schefter or someone else report it, they're the ones that will try to retweet it and say, I had it first. When it's like, bro, you're NFL rumors and you don't even spell rumors right in your name. So... I'm just standing here in agreement with you, Alan. I think something's up here. Something something smells rotten. And I will say, though, Chris, on a sidebar to this, it doesn't bode well that one of the first things these dudes did when they were pressed was take down the article, right? I mean, if, if you go through the pantheon of things that happen, story comes out, boom, it blows up. Immediately, they turn off the comment section on the tweet where you can't comment on the story. Then when they're pressed on it, they pull the story down. I mean, that's that's a really sketchy one-two step in this whole process anyway, right? I'll just assume you agree. Because in my mind, when you go through a process of throwing a story out and that first step when you're pushed on it is to limit access... 
that seems to be a little bit concerning in my mind. So, anyway, Alan, I agree with you. I think something is amiss here when it comes to what's going on with Eric Bieniemy and the way that he's being perceived. Now, um, Lou Riley hits us up on Twitter, at Lou Riley 4 and writes, In truth, guys, the Super Bowl was nowhere near as exciting as the four playoff games re- before it, except to Rams fans. The real Super Bowl, in my mind, was the thrill-a-minute overtime game between the Bills and the Chiefs. The Rams wouldn't have beat either over either of those teams. They got the luck of the draw. Well, let's just be fair here, too. I mean, if you think about it, the Bengals were living a pretty charmed life in this run. Now, I, I, I don't want Bengal fan all up in my mention tonight, but you know it. I mean, if Derek Carr waits maybe one step, Darren Waller's breaking open in the flat for what could have been a tying touchdown. Ryan Tannehill is driving for a a game-winning field goal when he throws an inexplicable pick at midfield. Kansas City falls apart uh, in the second half, forgets how to play offense. I mean, and by the way, credit to the uh, drop eight rush three that Cincy put a clinic on in the second half of that game. Um, Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that if the Rams would have played Buffalo or Kansas City, then you're talking about a Super Bowl parade that was in either uh, Kansas City or Buffalo. I wonder if that Eric Bieniemy story still would have come out. I wonder if that still would have been published if <laughs> if Kansas City had won the Super Bowl, right? But I, I but but here's the thing in in my mind, Lou, because we haven't talked a lot about the Super Bowl tonight, and this is. The first show for uh, Bernie's slot since the Super Bowl. I I thought it was a good Super Bowl. You know, Arnie and I were on during the game last week. It was, it's always one of my favorite shows we get to do, but I didn't come away complaining or grinching and moaning about it. I didn't think that, you know, it owed me anything more. I don't care about the commercials. The halftime show was great. I I had to laugh at how quickly NBC got off the air to get you to Olympic coverage. I just, I thought it was a good Super Bowl. I thought it, you know, you had the Van Jefferson story where he's racing off to get to the hospital to take care of his wife who just had a baby. You get the retirement stories that seem to start kind of rolling through the pregame with Aaron Donald and through the week with Sean McVay. So I dug it. I I thought it was a fun Super Bowl. Is it going to be one that you put down there as a, a top five Super Bowl of all time? Probably not. Probably not. But... You know, Cincinnati has the football with an opportunity to to drive down and win the football game, or at the very least, put it in overtime. Uh, I don't think you can ask for much better than that. Some would then complain, right? They would ask, well, was it really a good game or was it a good finish? I mean, I don't care. Arnie and I fight about this a lot. How often do you sit down for a game in all four quarters of a football game or both halves of a college basketball game or all four quarters of an NBA game. I mean, all nine innings of a baseball game. How many times do you sit down and you're just wowed from start to finish? It just, it's, it's not the reality of sports. It's not. So I dug it. I mean, I thought it was a great Super Bowl. And Lou, listen, here's the best part of that for Rams fans. You could sit here and you could say that 
the Rams got a break, that they didn't have to play Kansas City or Buffalo, and that's fine. You, you, you're not going to get a, a fight from me. Cincinnati gave them all they could handle, but they weren't good enough in the end. But guess what? Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Rams are the Super Bowl champs. They did it again, and they're going to be up there again in 23. They're going to be a team a lot – or 22, excuse me. They're going to be a team that a lot of people will uh, have high hopes for. And it kind of shows you, and maybe this is just me, with the Bengals making their run, with the Rams making their run, I'm not sitting here saying you've got to go out and trade for a veteran quarterback in order to be a Super Bowl team, but it does kind of show you how sometimes those slides in the regular seasons that teams can have, they're not really the end of the world. I mean, the Bengals lost to Mike White and the Jets. And lost, what, twice to the Browns? I know. Joe Burrow didn't play in one of those games. The The Rams had a had a San Francisco 49er problem during the regular season. They couldn't get over that hump. And they split with the with the Cardinals. So not easy. It's it's not easy. It was a game of survival this year, and the Rams come away with it. And one more quick tweet before we grab a timeout, and it's the best way to stay in touch with the show at Plank Show. Brendan writes I hope that Major League Baseball and the MLBPA reach an agreement soon. If none is reached by February 28th, we're going to miss some regular season games, or so I've heard. I will be one of many fans who would be angered if they don't reach an agreement. Memo to them, get it done. All right, um, warning. I'm gonna, this is a football show tonight. I know that's crazy when you have the dunk competition, three-point competition, whatever that thing they did with blindfolds. I don't know. Um, and the NBA All-Star game and the Daytona 500 tomorrow. I know. Probably a little bit odd to say this is a football show tonight. So when we come back, we're breaking format a bit because I do want to talk a little Major League Baseball and that question of where we are. And if there is any hope right now for a resolution to come sooner rather than later. Um, I heard Tom Verducci this week because I was so triggered by the I was so triggered by the short meeting on Thursday. Is it really that bad of an omen? Let's get into that next. Keep the tweets coming at Plank Show, at Fox Sports Radio. I'm Chris Plank sitting in for Bernie Fratto on a Saturday night into a Sunday morning on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. 
Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Some of the big stories from today that we've been following. Obi Toppin won the dunk contest, which was... I don't know, guys. How would you describe the Twitter reaction to the dunk contest tonight? <laughs> Something south of uh, of electric, maybe, is the best way to put it. Good Lord. You know, there were two things that brought the country together tonight. Whatever that bit was they were trying to do and the slam dunk competition. We all universally hated it. Don't know if... I don't care. We've ever seen everyone together like that. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns won the three-point shooting contest, which, again, had a different format to it. I don't – I was – here's also to be fair. I was trying to get a nap in before the show tonight, and every time I'd, I'd close my eyes, I felt like Carl Anthony Towns was shooting, so maybe I missed a few things. But it was like eh. – Sidebar on this real quick. I don't care. I mean, I, I just I, – I don't care about the slam dunk competition, the three-point competition, the skills competition, the futures game, whatever. I don't care because it's just fun, right? I mean, it's the middle of the season. It's like the baseball all-star game. I don't care. I like the pomp and circumstances. I like watching dudes compete in a laid-back, fun environment where everybody's sitting around, oh, and teammates – and non-teammates are rooting for guys. I like that. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and get too angry about it because I don't care. It's fun. But, man, man, some people were triggered 
by what happened tonight in the dunk competition. Oof. And if you were to look now, we got a little test. I shouldn't say a test. We got a little kind of work that we're going to put together here to kick off hour number three. So I'm not going to try to persuade anyone as to what they would consider to be a top story. But on ESPN's current headlines, two of their top headlines involve LeBron. And both of them involve potential future destinations. Saying the door is not closed on a return to the Cavs. And giving credit to Sam Presti. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on that coming up in just a bit. It's a lot to unpack. I, for, we, we heard the promo from Colin Coward, or at least um, if you're an affiliate or listening on iHeart that doesn't cover up our, our, our spots, which isn't, it's not a bad thing. It's just part of the process. You're, you've heard the Coward promo where he talks about the Lakers mess and kind of how the Lakers ownership and front office said, this is who you wanted. And now it's almost as if because they stood pat, LeBron is kind of playing the whole, well, I might still go there, and that's a real uh, GM. So it's just, I don't know, it's, it seems petty to me, but we'll talk about it later. All right, now that I've successfully hit every big story, let's hit a story that I don't know how big of a story it is, but I feel like we need to talk about it. Jason hits us up on Twitter, which is the best way to stay in touch with the show, at Plank Show. Jason writes, MLB is saying one more week for the season to start March 31st. I don't trust the players or the owners to do the right things, and that makes me sad. College baseball is now my go-to sport. Okay, two things about college baseball, very long, long games, uh, and aluminum bats. So peeing and not the wood crack. Two things you'll enjoy, maybe. On baseball, Wait, hold on, sidebar. Do we talk much baseball on this show, Chris? Is it ever a topic? I think it comes up sometimes okay, if it's okay, like okay. a big star thing, but we haven't certainly haven't talked. Okay. I think both you and I are football men for, first right. and foremost. Correct, correct. So I got very triggered this week, and I don't get triggered on things involving baseball very often unless it involves an analytic-laden lineup that makes no sense to me. But – With baseball, now, let's see, uh, we are at seven days, eight days away from their date in which an agreement needs to be made so they don't miss games. Baseball got together with the Players Association and had a 15-minute meeting. Now, to be fair, it was merely an exchange of paperwork, but... 15 minutes when the start of the season is on the line is very concerning to me. Rob Manfred, the commissioner of baseball, had said this a couple of weeks ago, and it stayed with me quite a bit. You're always one breakthrough away from making an agreement. Somebody makes a move that creates flexibility on the other side and what seemed like a big gap on this topic or that topic isn't such a big gap anymore. One move away from an agreement. One. The the man just said it. The commissioner of baseball just said it. 
then why isn't anyone trying to kind of start that? And I get it. There's a lot of volleying that's going on here, right? Players Association doesn't want um, a mediator. Baseball does. Players Association is is standing up for numbers they believe are unfair. Baseball feels like they're overpaying in certain areas. And it's just – it's it's kind of a mess right now. And uh, – it, it's it's not going to be a situation where you have scab players, like minor league players, and it's a situation right now that's a little longer cut here from Manfred, where opening day is very much in peril right now. Do you believe that we will have opening day on March 31st? I am an optimist, and I believe we will have an agreement in time to play our regular schedule. You're an optimist, but are you prepared to miss regular season games if it comes to that? And have you sort of given consideration to what both the short and long-term adverse effects that might have on the sports vitality? If I hadn't given consideration to what it would mean to miss games, I wouldn't be doing my job. Obviously, I pay attention to that. I, I, I see missing games as a disastrous outcome for the for this industry and we're committed to making an agreement in an effort to avoid that so again saying all that and then meeting for 15 minutes all right i've got two more cuts i want to play but this time from tom verducci who has covered this from start to finish and he had some interesting perspectives on where the hangups are and where we're heading. We'll get to those coming up in just a bit. But first, let's get caught up on everything going on in the world of sports with Brian Finley. What's going on, Finley? Yes, Chris, we've got some NBA action. No, not any games, but we had sort of the games within the games. That would be the All-Star Weekend and the festivities on Saturday. I know, Chris, you were watching this intently, the slam dunk contest. A little maybe sarcasm there. Intently? Uh, just Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obi Toppin of the Knicks, the former Dayton Flyer, he was the one flying. He was the one who won this thing, the, the slam dunk contest. Also, you had Timberwolves' Carl Anthony Towns win the three-point competition. And three Cav players captured the skills competition, in case anybody was watching that. More people were probably watching what was happening in college basketball on Saturday. Number one, Gonzaga quietly has won 16 straight games. They fend off Santa Clara 81 to 69 and we're 20 days into February and the Zags have already racked up a regular season title for their conference. Number 13, UCLA victorious at home against Washington 76 to 50. Johnny Juzang, the Bruins leading scorer was not there. He actually fell off a scooter, had a sore hip, could and play Jalen Clark then stepped up and had 25 points number three Arizona warding off Oregon 84 to 81 Benedict Matherin scoring 24 points for the Wildcats number six Kansas is victorious against West Virginia 71 to 58 as the Jayhawks now currently own a two-game lead for first in the Big 12 conference standings with, of course, the Jayhawks in front. And then number nine, Duke, all over Florida State, 88-70. to The Blue Devils have a one-game lead over Notre Dame for first in the ACC standings. Number 10, Villanova wins against Georgetown, 74-66, to as the Hoyas have not won a game in conference all season long. 11th-ranked Texas Tech finishes off number 20, Texas, 61-55. 
65. And Bruce Pearl and number two Auburn go down to Florida, 63 to 62. The Tigers have lost two straight on the road. And finally, the PJ Tours Genesis Invitational just finished up its third round on Saturday. One round to go later today. But through three rounds and 54 holes, Joaquin Neiman leads by three strokes. He is at 19 under par. The tourney record there is 20 under. So we'll see if he can surpass that. Jordan Spieth has a lot of work to do to try to get in the mix. He had a 73 on Saturday and is now in a tie for 18th place in the tourney as golf is actually right here in Los Angeles. We've got professional golf here where our FSR studios are located. But let's go back to a man who was running things in Oklahoma, doing That's it right. big. It's Chris Plank. Thank you, Brian Finley. I uh, got another update coming up in about 25 minutes from now. But let me put a wrap, let me put a bow on our conversation around Major League Baseball. So where we left you, Rob Manfred, oh, we we're going to make a... We're going to do what we can to not miss games. A, an agreement can be reached at any moment. At any moment, we can have an agreement. Well, here's what Tom Verducci had to say when he was on with Christopher Russo. And this was interesting, MLB Network, about whether or not there should be concerns about the short meeting that took place on Thursday. Yeah, it is for a couple of reasons, just uh, the, the pace we're going at here. Remember, the players said, we don't want a mediator when the owners suggested they have one. They're like, let's get back to the bargaining table. Now, it's taken them five days to get back to the bargaining table and counter the owner's last agreement, and it's lockstep with what both sides have been doing here for the last two months, and that is making very small incremental changes. So, given the pace of negotiations, which are really sporadic, and given just the baby steps each proposal puts forward, there's no reason to think there's anything going to happen quickly. Now, I remember in 1990, there were negotiations going on into the night, into the morning, uh, around the clock. I mean, they did have their periods where they, you know, basically needed time off from looking at each other. But there seemed to be a lot more negotiating going on during the lockout of 1990 than there is now. Now, the players did say today they're willing to meet every day next week. Listen, I don't think anything's going to happen in the next few days because this proposal doesn't move things really that much. Uh, I get the holiday on Monday. So, again, every day that goes by really is taking games off the 2022 regular season. President's Day, by the way. President's Day. I if your sport is in peril, I think you pass on President's Day as a holiday where you're not negotiating or talking in some way, shape, or form. All right, where's the urgency? One more real quick from Tom Verducci. Where's the urgency? I figured that the calendar of the baseball season would insert pressure toward getting an agreement towards the end of February. In other words, to save the 162-game season, you need that spring training time to get everybody's work in. That is not in play here. I can tell you that from both sides. I, there clearly is not urgency on both of these sides to get something done for me, which is the end of February, to make sure that March 31st we have an opening day in which we get the flyovers and the bunting and the sunshine and baseball's back. You know, to have that happen, you really have to have an agreement by February 28th. You figure once there's an actual agreement, it takes a couple of days to get ratification from both sides. The commissioner's on record saying we need a 28-day spring training because we went through the shortened 
spring training in 2020, and there were some injuries that came out of that. So based on that timetable, um, you know, and the, at the rate negotiations are going, you know, I definitely March 31st as opening day is in jeopardy. So I underestimated or overestimated how much pressure that would put on both sides. And I think they're both guilty here of not operating with a sense of urgency. So to, to give a little perspective on this, and again, it's frustrating, right? Because as a baseball fan, as a baseball fan, how can you know what you're up against timeline-wise and not be more concerned? And let me rephrase it. I, as a baseball fan, look at it and say, the clock is ticking, dudes. What are we doing? Imagine for a moment you're fighting a losing battle, getting your ass kicked. That battle's for... Eyes, attention, TV ratings, attendance, money. That's the fight baseball's in. And the two sides that hold all the cards are basically saying, ah, nah, we're good. We, we don't need to have a season. What? I saw the speculation that the owners hate April baseball anyway. So if they can get away from having games in April, they're going to do everything that they can. I don't know. The, the, the clock is ticking, and it's not turning in either direction anytime soon. You know what's crazy? I know we haven't missed any games yet. Now, we're going to miss some spring training games, some Grapefruit League games. That's going to happen. But baseball, which had essentially an entire postseason wiped out by a strike, we're currently in the midst of the second longest work stoppage in baseball history. I'm going to say it again for a fact. This is the second longest work stoppage in baseball history. We're in nut cutting time and there isn't any urgency. You know, I, I, I had this theory. I was, I had a, a road trip I went on this weekend and I, and I sold myself on this theory, you know, in life, whenever things are really bad, Right, You know things are bleeped up whenever you hear someone say, maybe we should get Congress involved, right? That's, which is, by the way, what's being said about NIL right now. Eh, maybe we should get Congress involved. I don't know. So when that's said, it's bad. But I'm going to give you another one that I've been thinking about on this road trip that I was on that could get involved that might help. At, do the TV networks not have a say in trying to help this right now? At, I, I don't know what they can do. I'm sure there's got to be some sort of clause in their contract, and maybe it's a bit of a reach, but couldn't an ESPN, a Fox Sports 1, a Turner, somebody, whomever has the rights, and they pay millions and say, hey, we got to get this done. It's $550 million for ESPN. I know, right? It might be up there with saying, gosh, we got to get Congress involved. Might seem dumb or short-sighted, but if this drags, what's your play? I mean, I don't know what the fine print looks like, but somebody's got to step up. Somebody's got to step up and be the adult in the room. And right now, it's not happening. I, we're going to miss games. And it's, it's sad for a sport that's already losing fans and interest across not just the sports world, but – 
the mainstream media. Nobody cares. All right, when we come back, there's our baseball segment for now. Let's dive in a little bit to some of the NFL stories of Super Bowl week that still permeate today. It's coming up next on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I I had to laugh as we roll in here on Fox Sports Radio. You guys are funny on Twitter tonight. It's been good stuff. Um, At Night Stalker writes, you can't have an all-star dunk competition without any all-stars. Fair. Justin in Cincinnati. I didn't even know it was all-star weekend until yesterday. The, The best part about the dunk contest tonight. Now, now save your, it's over? Oh. No, no, no. The best part of the dunk contest is as someone who is following along also on Twitter, that, that'd be me, is the dunk contest was so bad. It was so bad. It actually led to people starting to reminisce about old dunk competitions so at one point like Aaron Gordon was trending Vince Carter was trending um I I saw video montages put together of the best dunks on Twitter all night long I don't perfect were you into the dunk competition at all tonight you guys were in studio right I was probably asleep actually because I, oh, I worked right. last overnight and then ah. yeah, as I said, like intense craving from Muffaletta and just playing video games all day. Don't blame me. I was not Don't into the, hey, the dunk contest is just such a thing that's just completely fallen off. I think the last dunk contest I watched was I think I mean it was the last good one in my mind because the last one I watched, but it was Zach Levine with the Toon Squad. Yeah. With the Toon Squad jersey. But everything <laughs> but everything around that I feel like it's just yeah, Blake Griffin tried to dunk over the Kia, and everything's just been downhill yep. since. Gosh. Like we've just, it's it's so many props, it's so many silly things. It's just, it's it's just not fun anymore. It's just so not. I thought I thought Bill Simmons brought up a good point. I like Bill Simmons, and he writes the big mistake for years has been putting the dunk contest last. It's supposed to be the closer, and it rarely closes, or may even bomb like the one tonight. The three-point contest is way more reliable every year. And then Simmons added, let's never talk about that dunk contest again. It never happened. Well, I think, too, like, it's also the paradigm (laughs) shift. Your biggest stars aren't the dunkers anymore. They are, funny enough, they're the three-point shooters. And I, I was talking with Gargano about it, you know, last morning. And, yeah, like, you, I, I feel like it's not... It's not like ba- balletic. It's not. It's a not about form for the three point. But like the home run competition for MLB, we like the watching the three point contest yep. because although guys practice that shot more, it's still impressive to see them hit that at like a high volume clip to get as many in the way they are. It's just. It's just. We found something more impressive than the dunk contest. I think that is the best point of the night. I think you just took all the complaining and all the grinching and moaning about the dunk competition and you put it into a nice, tiny, digestible take that makes too much sense. Yeah, it's the three-point contest is the better contest now. Yeah, it's not the game anymore. It's It's not. It's, it's, you know, we we think about three-pointers, we think about Steph Curry. It's a three-point shot, not the dunk. 
that gets us off the couch and yelling when it when it goes in. And yeah, like the three point contest is awesome because guys are taking that shot from all around from all around the the court, and it's just impressive watching those go in. Just like it's impressive watching a guy try to hit, you know, four, 30, 40 home runs in the home run contest. It's about volume. It's about consistency, and it's just it's impressive when a guy can hit that shot that many times. It just is. They've, they've added a few nuances to it, right? They had the the Mountain Dew ball that was a, a little bit deeper, so those were actually for three. Yeah, there's good had, gimmicks to it, too. Yeah, 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 the Money Ball rack. You can do a lot of cool things to it. I just, I don't know. But all it's, you can do for a dunk contest is come up with more gimmicks, and ultimately, at the end of the day, it's still in the hands of the judges. Yeah. And the judges just, they, they have an imperfect scoring where it feels like, Either they give out good scores early and it just it, it makes it hard to overcome it, or they get really conservative. It's a judged it's a judged contest, and yeah, the the game has shifted. We like watching three point shots. Three point shots are beyond exciting. It kind of has the dunk competition too. It has the South Park, the Simpsons already did it feel to it as well. Oh, yeah. you're not going to be wowed by anything that happens in the dunk contest that hasn't already been done. No, yeah, Vince Carter yeah. did all of this years ago. <laughs> he, yeah. did, he did it all. Uh, and then Jason writes, and yet we meet for ten minutes. I have listened to Plank talk baseball lockout longer than the owners and players have. Have met since December. So what do we do? We fix problems. Hour three next on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What is LeBron doing? And where is it going? We'll dive into that coming up in moments. Here on Fox Sports Radio on a night and a morning... As we welcome you into a Sunday where we have all united as one in universal hate for that dunk competition tonight. Welcome, friends. Welcome. (laughs) With Chris Perfett, Ricky, and Brian Finley, I'm Chris Plank. Now, I prepared the whole crew for a little assignment to start our number three, and it honestly wasn't anything too hard but it is for me a very purposeful slash did I just say slash like a drunkard slash slash kind of there's a meaning behind it or at least I hope there is so um listen here here's the thing I'll lead the way it's a very simple kind of process I'm asking Ricky, every time I say Ricky, by the way, Ricky, I think of like new edition, Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. If I like the girl who cares who you like, cool it now. So Ricky, Perfett, and Brian Finley. Finley's in on this. No going to the bathroom here, B-Fin. You got to wait, okay? So here's the assignment. And we can all write down, I don't know, what was the, uh, the final Jeopardy theme? that uh, Alex Trebek, may he rest in peace, would always play. Get like, what, 60 seconds to try to come up with your answer. So here's the assignment. So you understand it. I want all three of you, myself included, I'll write it down here, to write down. And again, Finley gets to cheat a little bit because he's been doing the updates all night long. I want you to write down what you consider to be the top three stories in sports. Now, let's go ahead and take one thing out. Don't put the dunk competition. You can include the All-Star game. If you want to include the, the Daytona 500s, you can. But the three biggest stories in sports. Oh, I found it. So, everybody, let's get after it. Three biggest stories in sports. Now, I want to be clear here, too, while you write down your final Jeopardy answers. This does not have to be like one is the most important, two is the, It just, you consider them to be the top three stories in sports currently. And, and I got to be honest, when I'm sitting here thinking about mine, there is one for me that might be a little bit different than most. So we're we're at the end. Time is up. Everyone should have their three biggest stories in sports. And I think it's only fair, right, Perfect, that we start with Brian Finley, since he's the update guy. <laughs> so, Finley, who do you have? What do you have as your three biggest 
stories in sports right now. Well, Chris, I first wanted to mention you said not to go to the bathroom. I'm actually doing this conversation with you on the bathroom microphone. So I'm in well the done. bathroom talking on the radio well with done. you. Yeah, just to give people you don't get the an bathroom image. reverb. It's very impressive. It's it, very it really nice. Is, it's very, yeah. very cool. You, you know, actually I'm, have soundproofed wa- sound sound, you know, treated walls. <laughs> usually, you know, usually you get like the the bathroom reverb, right? Yeah, you no, hear no bouncing all over the place. By the way, that's a true, true radio slash uh, podcaster. Or as anytime you've had a phone call or you've done an interview in a bathroom, you know how the sound bounces around on those walls. So we've got this one taken care of. We're good to go. Yeah. So what would you consider to be the three biggest stories in sports? So are you saying, Chris, the three biggest stories right now on a Saturday going into a Sunday? Or are you looking more long picture or are you specializing in this Ooh. weekend per se? Okay, this is a good clarification, right? Let's just say in general. How about that? Because I don't think we need to sit here and say, oh, the – um, NBA All-Star Game. But what you can, which is on mine, it's on mine, but Brian, you can be as general as you want on this, is is how I would put it. I'm going for my one first of three, the Lakers falling apart, and to good. some of the quotes, as you mentioned, Chris, from LeBron James, passive-aggressively throwing out potentially the the love of or the desire of going somewhere else and playing outside of Los Angeles and how you would have thought that that would have been an asinine presumption just weeks ago. But here he is mm. now starting to to think about other things or at least trying to do that for, for some sort of other motive. So LeBron James has to be there. I am also going to go with let's go a college basketball story here Ooh, yeah how I like about that. that i know it's okay. we make our money in football here but nobody's talking about number one gonzaga to the point in which they deserve the love considering that there is still 10 days left in, in February, and they've already won the conference title. They're the number one team in the country. And I know that most people don't care about college basketball until March Madness, but I think that Gonzaga needs a little bit more love right now. When you talk about college basketball news, and then what about the Winter Olympics and the okay. lack of interest, the, the apathy? Perhaps like from it. a United States perspective, we're about to have the closing ceremonies here. And I believe Norway won the the medal count. Wait, it's already over? It's not over just yet. Oh, it's okay. about to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there like, we go, yeah. Wait, it, it's, it's done? All right, so Brian Finley, these are three good ones. Three biggest stories in sports. College basketball, Gonzaga's run that's not getting enough run. Run, run. Uh, the Lakers implosion and not doing anything during the trade deadline and the Winter Olympics are the apathy around it. I like it. I, I like all three. I will not lie. Um, all right, so perfect. you can choose. You are Ricky. Which way would you like to go? I know. I don't think Ricky's very happy about me throwing this on his plate, Ricky. Are you mad at me about this? Not at all. Okay. Well, why don't you go next then? What would you consider the three biggest stories in sports right now? Okay, well, I obviously have to say LeBron James's proclamation that okay. Cleveland Agreed. is not off the table. Oh, that's right. We haven't even mentioned that. Cavs, good point. And uh, my second one is uh, this weekend, Floyd Mayweather uh, debuted his NASCAR racing team. <laughs> that's right. 
So Floyd's NASCAR team, which, by the way, in a lot of ways, kind of ties into one of mine. And what's your third? Okay, and my third is that uh, we all know there was a legendary basketball game uh, at the White House in 2010 with Barack Obama, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, a pickup game. And a ball just went to auction with LeBron's signature, Kobe's signature, and a lot of the uh, NBA legends with Obama's signature. Okay, so a little memorabilia play on that as well. I yes. like it. This is all with the six stories we've given so far. This is playing into something that I feel was going to happen. Well done, Ricky. All right. Perfect. What are your three biggest stories in sports right now? I'm I'm struggling to get three locked down because I feel like <laughs> no no here here's the thing is like You're right. it doesn't make my list, but I think the MLB lockout is a bigger story then we're letting it on to be. I, I feel like more people are at least acknowledging it and talking about it. So it, I want to give honorable mention to it, but I feel like it does get edged out by some NFL talk. And I think the big one is the looming, uh, you know, free agencies in a few weeks. But right now, I think a lot of people are looking and wondering what's going to be happening with Deshaun Watson and some like of the other big-name quarterbacks. I, I want to lump all the big-name quarterbacks in there because I, hear I feel like people haven't really decided what they're doing with Aaron Rodgers yet either, even though I think, to my chagrin, he's probably going to come back to Green Bay at this point. I think you're right, too. But I think, I think the other right. two storylines, besides quarterback movings the NFL, is LeBron James. And I, I had to laugh because I saw something uh, today about that he's like, hey, you know, whoever whoever wants me to play for them, they better draft you know my son Bronny he wants to play with Bronny which yep. like okay Bronny might not even be like a day one NBA talent he might be destined for the G League like that's just it, it feels like weird manipulation going on there that LeBron so desperately wants like a Ken Griffey type of moment to play with his son but that's like that that's very different baseball and how Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey Jr. were playing together. You can't really force this together like that, but whatever. Uh the other story and I hate to make it twofer for the NBA cuz I just don't feel like there's many stories in the NBA, but I'm just kind of fascinated by how much mileage we're getting out of the James Harden story that that that's even good. though basically the 76ers broke the bank for him there's a lot of concern over his partying lifestyle and, you know, will he be able to get a longer term contract than that? And what this is even going to look like after the all-star break with him and Embiid in Philadelphia and how far that's going to go in the East for the NBA as we're looking towards the playoffs. I think, I think James Harden kind of has taken a lot of that ox. Like he's taken the number two spot behind uh, LeBron James as far as NBA storylines. Yeah. My three, very good, because your your and my are very similar. And I do have a nod to Ricky, because uh, number one for me, it's an NBA All-Star game, but in that, all the stories around it, right? LeBron, James Harden, the Cavs talk, um, and by the way, Cleveland being an awesome host city for this. Uh, number two for me was the Daytona 500, which is tomorrow, which is in line with one Floyd Mayweather debuting his NASCAR team. You've seen Michael Jordan get into car ownership. Drivers are getting in the car ownership business right now. Denny Hamlin's a part owner of the Michael Jordan car with Bubba Wallace driving. Uh, Brad Keselowski 
is a part owner of Roush Fenway Racing that he drives for now. And you've got Floyd Mayweather in the game. So I got the Daytona 500, and I have NFL slash Aaron Rodgers. Now, that's three, six, that's 12 stories. And it took an honorable mention from Perfett for any of us to even bring up the Major League Baseball lockout. What? I mean, personally for me, that's probably one of my top three stories. Sure. Just, I'm but trying it, to think of what it is across the across the industry, and I feel like NBA yeah, wins out a bit. But does. I don't care as much on NBA as I do about this baseball lockout. Just that's partly I love labor <clears throat> stories. I, I love me labor too. discussion in sports. Me too. I, I was going to say, guys, really quickly. I think to Chris's point, most or I, I don't want to generalize here, but I think a lot of baseball fans and casual fans just think that this is all just going to pass. And that yeah, the, I think people are still hoping for the yeah. best out of this. That okay. it's, it's going to be smoothed over once we hit that that no the um, point of no return where there will have to be ga- games get canceled because they need training to get ready. I think that's when people will start to pay attention. Exactly. Yeah. So when we hit the end of let's see what is this the last week in February that we're starting up here? It is. So when we hit uh, President's Day which apparently is a day that baseball can't negotiate, uh, and we're still inching towards nothing. And by next Monday, when the month is over and nothing has happened, that's probably when we see that concern ratchet up. Is that what you guys are thinking? Where baseball fans start to panic a little bit more? I think so. Yeah, I think I think, right. I think once you get you know stuff like Sports Center or or news desks for for radios talking about that we now have games canceled that we're not going to make opening day. I think that's when it will pop onto the radar. It, I mean, it's a quiet week already coming up here with the All Star break. Sure, I I think it's just right now everyone is still kind of in the afterglow of the Super Bowl. It's it's a hard topic to broach when you have the All Star. You have the sandwich between the Super Bowl, and the NBA All-Star game. It's kind of hard for baseball to get in there, but once that dust clears, I think suddenly people will be like, oh, wait, this is still isn't resolved. <laughs> this still isn't going wait. away. This is a problem. You guys are still locked out? What are we doing? Let's yeah, go. I, I, it, it sucks because it feels like this has been the last couple of years for baseball. It's been them getting off the schneid. It's them finding new stars again and kind of getting their feet back, and this would just... Yeah, now you're in the worst spot. It's not even that you're having a lockout and nobody cares. Is that people are st- we're finally starting to care more about baseball again than they have yeah. in years, and now you're just completely blowing it up. Yeah, I can't. That's that's perfect baseball, by the way. They always oh, it's, do that. It's, it's, as someone who has grown up, I mean, I grew up in St. Louis. My family were season ticket holders to the Cardinals for years and years and years. And I, as a Dodger fan, would go and wear my Dodger blue, and we'd love it. And we, uh, when when we didn't get mom and dad's tickets, or mom and stepdad, what's up? Um, it would be sitting in the bleachers and spinning like. A box for a ticket. And I love baseball. I love everything about it. But it just can't get out of its own way. No, and, and Ra- Manfred is really making the case for being one of the worst oh. commissioners I've seen in a while. And from everything I've seen from these negotiations, just every side just seems to be very, especially on the ownership side, seems to be very petulant about very petulant. what's going That's on. I don't, I, don't find, I don't find the owners, de- I mean, the players' demands to be that unreasonable. 
to cut them in a little bit better on this brand new world of some of these revenue streams, but you know, we're just, everyone's going to go to the mattresses, I guess. It is. And, and it's funny because again, you, you gave it an honorable mention. I think we all thought about it in our top three stories, but it's not even, and you know what? I would, I would argue that this would be the week if I'm major league baseball, that I grind to get something done, not just because of the deadline, but get some positive momentum going. I mean, I, I know you cannot, you can't operate in life based on anything on social media, right? You can't operate on, say, a, a, a m- mythical calendar during a down week in sports. But this is a down week in sports. You have an opportunity to snag the headlines. The When does the NBA even start back up games? And by the way, it's been a stretch for me to even enjoy the NBA on a day-to-day basis. NBA doesn't play games until Thursday. Thursday. I mean, you got hockey that's got a chance. I mean, we haven't had an NBA game since last Thursday, so they're taking a week off for the All-Star game. NBA, our NFL free agency, doesn't really ratchet up until St. Patrick's Day pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So the, the day for NFL free agency in 2022 will kick things off, you're right, right around March 13th. So, I mean, we're not at the Combine yet. We're, we're not getting carried away with mock drafts. The Winter Olympics are over. The Super Bowl hangover is officially cured. I mean, now's the time, baseball. Do we? I did not plan to talk this much baseball tonight. We spent two segments on it in hour two. We spent probably way too much time on it here in hour three. But I just, I'm fascinated by the mismanagement. I'm absolutely fascinated by the mismanagement because it doesn't appear as if it's going to be fixed anytime soon. All three of us are four. All four of us gave our top three stories, and only one even mentioned honorable mention for Major League Baseball. The lockout is just irrelevant right now unless baseball steps up. And Finley, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think there is that almost blind optimism, hopeless optimism that something's going to get done and this will turn. I really think you're right on that. It's all just going to go away. And like Chris was saying, as soon as regular season games are in danger seriously of being shifted or being canceled or being cut, then I think the public eye is going to wake up. But right now, I think that they're still thinking, oh, it's going to be okay. They'll figure it out. They'll get it ready for the start of the season. Yeah, I think most people just don't realize how far apart these two parties are. Yeah. Uh, and, And this whole idea that, oh, just wait. Just wait. They're going to end up finding a way. It could happen at any moment. It's kind of scary because I don't think they will. All right. I am very, very triggered by something tonight. And I'm trying to keep my cool about it. I'm trying not to fly off the handle. I I was going to start the show tonight with it, but I realized if I did, I'd be screaming and yelling and neighbors would be mad. So I've, I've tried to call myself, get myself into a nice little groove for the show tonight. But I can't wait anymore. I can't wait. I'm pissed at LeBron James. 
I do not know what this dude is trying to do right now. He has created this mess, and now he's giving these little subtle hints about what his future is? We'll dive into it next on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Fox Sports Radio, deep into a Saturday night, now into a Sunday. We're going to be okay. Look, it's our first Sunday without the NFL. We're going to make it. Now enters a long off season, but a fun one. In fact, we're going to spend our entire last hour talking about some NFL news and notes, including a theory that Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk has thrown out that I'm kind of all in on involving Tom Brady. I, well, let me rephrase that. I don't believe it's going to happen. But your boy's rooting for it. We'll dive into that. Plus, Aaron Rodgers, Carson Wentz, and much more coming up in Hour 4. But I, I want to spend a couple of segments here talking about LeBron James. And uh, this isn't the GOAT conversation, right, that everyone loves to have. Is LeBron the greatest of all time? Is Michael Jordan? 
though, again, I'm warning you, I'm sure you'll hear that at some point this week. No, I'm I'm a little bit more triggered by how things have gone with the Lakers this year. And in fairness, in fairness, LeBron can't control the injury bug that seems to follow Anthony Davis around like a jilted ex. Just, you can't help it. And knowing that he's going to be out for a minute and they'll reevaluate after the All-Star break, not a good sign. Though, I've seen some of all y'all on Twitter who have started this, oh, they're better off without him. Have you watched the Lakers? Did you see? I know, I know the Utah Jazz win right before the All-Star break and Austin Reeves' big three-pointer might make you feel good, but have you watched them? But here's what angers me about LeBron James. It's never his fault. Listen to what Ramona Shelburne said this week. And the Lakers stood pat at the deadline. Understandably so. What can you trade? Nobody wants your garbage players. You don't have any picks. Here's what Ramona Shelburne said. The Lakers organization from ownership on down decided you guys got yourself into this. This is the bed you have made. LeBron, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard, all the future Hall of Famers. This is your choice of roster and team. Go make it work. They fought for this roster. Lakers had a chance to make a move that I think would have improved them significantly. If they would have made the deal with Sacramento and brought in Buddy Heald, they would have had a situation, I think, where they had a shooter, right? They had a guy that can knock down some threes. And instead, they go get Russell Westbrook. And listen, I love Russ, all right? I'm Team Russ all the way. But (laughs) it's just not working. Dude, Russ needs to be on somebody, I don't know, like the Rockets again. Like, let him go play. Let him go do his thing. Let him be that guy. He's not made for what the Lakers are trying to do. Buddy Heald was. They screwed that up, okay, because LeBron wanted Russ and sold the front office on the idea that his style will fit and, and in addition to that, When he was on the bench, Russ would be able to give him points. It's just not working. So I dig that. They say, look, we looked in a few things. Not going to make a move. We're going to stand pat. So what does Russell Westbrook do to repay the Lakers? Um, This is when he was asked about Josh Giddey. Now, this isn't the best audio, and I apologize for it, but this is what LeBron James had to say when asked about Josh Giddey. The MVP over there, Sam Preston. He the MVP. I mean, Josh Giddy is great. Sam Preston, I don't understand. This guy's eye for talent. He drafted KD, Russ, Jeff Green, Sergi Bakker, Reggie Jackson, uh, Josh Giddy, and the list goes on and on and on. This guy's pretty damn good. Now, um, again, uh, Thunder fans would point out that he got absolutely worked in the James Harden trade and that Josh Giddy looks nice, but recently it hasn't been the most fruitful 
draft selections for Sam Presti. But I'll add this. LeBron then added in an article for The Athletic that his final year in the NBA will be played with his son. Quote, my last year will be played with my son. Wherever Bronny is at, that's where I'll be. I would do whatever it takes to play with my son for one year. It's not about the money at that point. Now, again, LeBron's a junior in high school, so he's, what, at least three years from playing the NBA. You could be one and done in college. You don't even have to go to college anymore. You can go overseas and play. But I don't what, – what, what is this? Now, you could be nice about other GMs. I'm not triggered by that. But you won a championship. Things hasn't, haven't necessarily been smooth since he came to L.A. But holy smokes, man. Talk about deferring blame. Put some on yourself. Oh, Sam Presti's great over there. Yeah, well, guess who's not a good GM? You. I'd be open for a move back to Cleveland. Well, of course, they're awesome right now. I don't I don't understand this. This dude, to me, is turning himself into a villain for Laker fans. Absolutely. Every move he's made since winning the title has gone wrong. And what does he want to do? Talk about the greatness of other GMs, wanting to play with his son, and how he'd welcome a return to Cleveland. It's not how it works. All right, let's get caught up. I, I went too long here. I'm, I'm, I'm so angry at times I just want to scream. It's like, dude, what are you doing? For those of us who defend you, you're, you're really looking like an ass here. LeBron James hitting on a myriad of topics, praising Sam Presti, welcoming a return to Cleveland, and talking about playing with his son, regardless of what happens when his NBA career gets rolling. All right, uh, when we come back, I got more on this. Adam Silver spoke as well. But let's get caught up on everything in the world of sports with Brian Finley. Chris, Chris, if if I mentioned to you Space Jam 2, that would even get you more angry. More triggered. Yeah, more More triggered. triggered. We don't want to do that. How dare I I bring up that movie title? Try not to yell. Try not to. So... NBA had its All-Star Weekend festivities. Of course, later on today, we've got Team Durant, Team LeBron facing off in the actual game. But yesterday, we had the uninspired slam dunk contest with Knicks, Obi Toppin winning that. And then the Timberwolves, Carl Anthony Towns took home the three-point challenge. In college basketball, number one Gonzaga gets the victory against Santa Clara, 81-69 to as the Zags are now 23-2 on the year. They're 12-0 in conference. They've won 16 straight games. UCLA has won two straight after they paced Washington 76-50. Number three, Arizona fending off Oregon, 84 to 81 as Kirk Creasa nailed a late three ball that helped decide things for the Wildcats. Number six, Kansas preventing West Virginia a thrill of a win and that the Jayhawks would win 71-58 to and with that they have a two-game lead for first in the Big 12 Conference. Number nine, Duke bossing around Florida State 88-70. to The Blue Devils have a one-game lead over Notre Dame in the ACC standings. Number 10, Villanova over Georgetown 74 to 66. Georgetown doesn't need to worry about where they are. They haven't won a game in the conference. Number 11 Texas Tech polishes off number 20 Texas 61 to 55 and then the major upset of the day happened early on Saturday or 
relatively early in the early afternoon. Florida unseats number two, Auburn 63-62. to So the fighting Bruce Pearls lose a second straight game on the road and the Gator fans stormed onto the court when they took down the Tigers. And finally, PJ Tour Genesis Invitational happening here in Los Angeles where our broadcast location is Joaquin and Neiman has a 19 under par score, a three-shot lead. Jordan Spieth is well back off the pace, tied for 18. The tournament record is 20 under, so keep an eye on Neiman. He might be able to surpass that as we get into the final round later today. But as you mentioned, Chris, it's sort of like a little bit of a dead time in sports. The, the Super Bowl in the NFL is past us. Perhaps we should get some combine talk happening, or maybe I'm a little bit early in, in bringing that up. You know what? Not for me. <laughs> Not for me. I'm ready for the underwear Olympics. Let's go. <laughs> Thanks, Finley. Uh, there is one thing, by the way, and, and, and I, I live in Oklahoma, and I cover the Oklahoma City Thunder, and this is the first bit of adversity. Well, I mean, Kevin Durant not coming back kind of set the whole state ablaze. But as far as not being a good basketball team, these last few years have been the first bit of adversity that the Thunder have faced. So with Sam Presti not real high on the popularity meter for a lot of fans because you see some of the moves and there's people that think, well, why, why are we still rebuilding? You got Shea Gilgis-Alexander. You drafted Josh Skiddy. At one point, you had Kimball Walker in this mix. What can you do with more draft picks that you have stocked up than players you can have on the roster? Let's go. I'll be curious to see how the comments that LeBron James had to make about Sam Presti are perceived in a fan base that, again, I mean, let's let's be honest, born on third base, Thunder fan, don't get mad at me, right? One bad year. One bad year. In fact, P.J. Carlissimo was the coach, and he got fired. By the second year, you're in the playoffs. By the third year, you're winning a playoff series, and you're in the NBA Finals by the fourth year of a team being in the town. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen when a team moves to a new city. Rarely, if ever. What, the Ravens maybe got that bump whenever Cleveland moved. So I'll be very curious whenever LeBron James says uh, on Josh Giddy, the real MVP is Sam Presti to see how that's perceived. Because to me, the last guy who I want to be talking about how great a GM is, is LeBron James right now. I mean, dude, I know that he's a mouthpiece for a spokesperson for the league. I get that. I understand it. But how about a, a little bit more on how things are going for you and for this team and how you're going to fix it. I mean, you're not a power forward or a star right now for a team like Utah who's having a good year. You're in a, in a franchise that's arguably the marquee franchise of the NBA. I mean, Boston might have something to say about it. But the Lakers, to me, are the marquee franchise in the NBA. And you're stubbing your toe. You're making those of us who defend you in the GOAT conversation look like fools. And then you're out talking about a return to Cleveland? Get out of here. I'm triggered by it. I mean, I am so mad. Meanwhile, Adam Silver did his state of the league address. 
And I want to play one here before the break and get one after. Because he was asked about the growth and the future of the NBA and where he feels like the association is. When I think about where this league now stands 75 years into its existence, um, as we become more global, as we become more digital, it, it only creates more opportunities for us to bring basketball um, literally to every spot on the planet. And we see continued growth in the sport. I think as every new platform comes along, and now as people are talking about Web3 or the metaverse, it's only that much more opportunity to connect and engage with people globally. Hey, how about we just figure out how in the world we can get a good dunk contest? How about we pause there for a moment, Adam Silver, <laughs> before we get into Web3, the uh, the kind of new iteration for the World Wide Web that, what, blockchain technology is going to be used quite a bit. It may or may not be a giant scam. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> the metaverse, which I, I'll be the first one to Doesn't tell you. Exist. It looks goofy as hell. I, I, it's just, what are we doing? You're talking, oh, you know, all these. If you want to talk about all these things, why not just look at some things that have worked, like a digital component, like an Apple TV or a Netflix or Hulu getting involved in, in NBA games? Hey, uh, how about, Chris, a red zone like we saw them experiment with a couple weeks ago for the NBA? Let's go. It's just – But no, it, no, no, no. Let's talk about Web3 and the metaverse, you I, dope. I, I know we got to go to break, but that is such a chasing the money that's in right now just because – People bought a few commercials. Kind of comment. It's it's ridiculous. I but to even talk about it would have to unveil several layers of talking about tech. I don't get it. So when we come back, that wasn't the only thing that Adam Silver had a take or two on. We'll dive into his thoughts about the future of the NBA post COVID and locker room chats. It's all coming up. Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Final segment of Hour 3 here on Fox Sports Radio. It's straight out of Vegas. Chris Plank sitting in for Bernie Fratto. This is a good one from uh, At The Night Stalker who writes, isn't the Brian Flores hiring a story? That's fair. I think that would fall kind of under our umbrella of the NFL when we were talking about that our top three stories. That came in real quiet, though. Yeah, really it did. did. It was very low-key. By the way, what what a fall to go from, like, I, I mean, I know that it kind of goes to his point on having trouble finding work, but, like, right. it does kind of go against some people who thought he was just going to kind of be barred out of the league, but still to go from head coach to, what is it, assistant – Quality control coach and a backers coach. Linebackers coach. Yeah, that's kind of. I don't usually see that kind of fall. Like even Anthony Lynn, who was like removed from head coach, he became an offensive coordinator. Now he's like assistant head coach in San Francisco. Like that's just kind of an odd fall there. It was very considering, similar. Con- considering before the lawsuit, people thought Brian Flores was a shoe in any of these other head coaching positions. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's kind of similar to. Well, you know, Steve Wilkes isn't even a good comparison because when he got fired by Arizona after a year, he became the defensive coordinator of the Browns, right? So he went right from head coach to coordinator, which is usually kind of the natural progression. 
Hmm. Yeah, nice, uh, nice bounce back, but also kind of a little bit less responsibilities than I would have assumed that he would have. Now, keep in mind, as far as the Steelers coaching staff is concerned, you know, Mike Tomlin's hasn't been afraid to make changes in the past, and who knows? I mean, maybe maybe there's an opportunity that, you know, they just – what, did they just make a change with their defensive core? No, yeah, Terrell Austin just took over as their defensive coordinator. Um, he was a, And he was a senior defensive assistant and secondary coach. Boy, there's – by the way, speaking of guys who had a pretty significant kind of just drop from the radar – what Terrell Austin, Chris, went from being the dude that everyone was talking about mm-hmm. as the next head coach, right? For a long Lions, time, yeah. And, and then you never heard from him for a while. So it, it is funny because I remember his name came out during the week of Brian Flores's lawsuit dropping. Yep, there was an AP uh, associated press column about him asking, you know, kind of the article about the same question is like, why hasn't this guy gotten a job? And his his. Uh, I know his agent kind of made waves in that article by basically saying, look, the Lions didn't do proper hiring practices. They yeah. they knew Bob Quinn. Was, I mean, Bob Quinn, the general manager, knew he was going to hire Matt Patricia from the Patriots, and they gave an interview to Austin, but it was a, basically a sham. Hmm. It was a sham interview, and that kind of stirred the pot there. But, yeah, Austin kind of just fell Chopped. off like that, just yeah. kind of even though he had had some fantastic defense, especially in 2014. Great, uh, great point at Mr. At Night Stalker, Mr. Nice Guy. It is a story, but very quiet one for some reason. All right, uh, I mentioned I wanted to get to a couple of Adam Silver things. First, asked about the post-pandemic NBA and where we are. In terms of a post-pandemic NBA, and what we're looking forward to is something that's much closer to the normal we were familiar with. And we're beginning to see that already. I think as most of you know, um, with the exception of a portion of the season in Toronto, um, we've seen full buildings. The regulations vary um, from city to city, state to state, but the teams have all managed to work through those issues and fans have been eager to come back. And I've done a fair amount of traveling over the course of this season. And as I said, I think people, combination of missing that in-person experience and also not being able to enjoy the company of others. I think that's always been part of an NBA arena experience, that ability to come together. So I think, as I've said before, we all have to learn to live with this virus based on what I've read and been told by um, our experts. It's not likely to go anywhere. There will probably be other variants at some point, but we now have tools to deal with those, obviously vaccines, boosters, antivirals, etc., that didn't exist when the pandemic started. So, Again, that's more about just kind of the the nuts and bolts of dealing with it. But NBA media is quite hot tonight about the possibility that the locker rooms won't open back up. I have no problem with it. Guys are still going to get to know players. Being in the locker room is not an end-all, be-all. And I don't think it's going to open back up anytime soon. But Adam Silver talking about the future of the league. We're all NFL in hour four next on Fox Sports Radio. Stick around. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Wow, final hour, let's go. It's straight out of Vegas. Though, uh, so I'm in Oklahoma, so can I stay can I say straight out of okay? Is can that be the show when I fill in? Let's go. Uh, listen, I have not done a good job of doing anything but hanging with the guys tonight. So if you guys want to jump in, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. This is an hour of nonstop football talk. I have a college topic to get to, but let's hit some NFL. And, and to be honest, I feel like there's so much going on in the NFL I don't even really know where to start. I mean, I I think the most interesting place to start might be in, you know, what the the frustrating part is there's still no answers, and I'm sure it's for the victims too, Um, obviously for the victims. But the the whole saga involving Deshaun Watson is, is still murky. And Aaron Wilson, who covers the NFL out of Houston, uh, wrote an in-depth piece for the Pro Football Network in which he kind of laid out where everything stands a month before the start of the league year. Holding pattern is the term that's still being used on Deshaun Watson. Now, a clerk for the 113th Harris County District Court said there will be a hearing presided over by Judge Rabia Collier this week 
to determine if Deshaun Watson's scheduled deposition will be pushed back since not all 22 complaints have been deposed, which was the original plan. Here's where I stand, all right, because I do think we're going to have massive quarterback turnover in the NFL this year. Massive. And I think you're going to see a lot of teams that made moves last year that are back in the market, right? Uh, Listen, Washington made the move for Fitzpatrick. He couldn't stay healthy. They've made it clear they're back in the market. Carolina made the move for Sam Darnold. They've made it clear they're in the market. Indy, I don't know what to make of of where Carson Wentz is, but it doesn't appear he's going to be back with the Colts. So that, and which is wild, because with two weeks to go in the regular season, Carson Wentz and the Colts were a team that people were talking about in that realm of no one wants to see them in the playoffs. No one does. And then they get beat by the Raiders, and they get smoked by the Jaguars. I don't – you want to talk about the bottom falling out. I mean, go back to week 15. Go to that week leading up to the Raiders game. What was the buzz? Man, don't want to see Indy. If I have to play the Colts in the first round of the playoffs, that's a problem. Now their quarterback's gone? New Orleans looks to be in the market again. Welcome to the party, Tampa Bay. I don't know, Chris, where are we on Detroit? Scoff back, or is there a move there again this year, too, it's, depending on the Goss draft? probably back. It's, okay. it's, we're going to wait to see what happens in the draft. I'm, I, I, I've been told down in the Senior Bowl, Lions staff who was there was very impressed with, you know, Liberty quarterback Malik Willis. Understood. Now, whether or not he goes second overall would be a little bit of a stretch, but by conventional wisdom. But I know also that you know you really can't put a price on where you draft a quarterback, and this year's draft class has like no blue chips, really. So it's kind of hard to see where they're going to go. I, I I think either way, even if you draft a rookie, they're going to start Jared Goff. There you go. So Denver is a team that was in the quarterback market last year. They are again this year. So it's a fascinating world for quarterback movement. And maybe the blue chip piece is Deshaun Watson. But, again, I, I, I almost feel dirty saying that because I think what he did is repulsive. What he's accused of is repulsive. I think it's terrible. And I, I, I don't know how to handle this because, you know, I look at this and I think, man, this 22. Like if it was two and I was like, something's going on here, then maybe you question some of the accusations. But we're talking 22. And the question I have with Deshaun Watson, which is a very fair one, who's really in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes right now? I mean, it's in a holding pattern, right? So there's not going to be a single move made until this gets resolved. And again, we have time, I think, but it's also that ticking clock to where the dude's already missed an entire season. The Texans, they want to move him now, but I don't, I don't know if you can 
based on how much of a mess his current situation still is. So with that, here is what was Aaron Wilson's theory on teams that are still in for Deshaun Watson. He's eliminated the Giants, who have made it clear they're not interested, and the Miami Dolphins have moved on from any interest in Deshaun Watson. I'll tell you one team, and Aaron Wilson agrees with me, that I think is going to be all in on Deshaun Watson, and that's the Carolina Panthers. He played at Clemson nearby. They've got... I mean, listen, we can make fun of of McAdoo all we want as the offensive coordinator hire. He was a terrible head coach, but he he was moved up to head coach because with Eli and Odell, he had that offense humming in New York. And that is something we haven't said in quite a while with the New York Giants. But Carolina would be interesting. How about the Eagles? Now, again, the Eagles are another one of those teams that had a different starting quarterback in 22 than they started the season with in 21, right, with uh, the Wentz move and then Jalen Hurts getting his season. I'm a Jalen Hurts believer, but I don't know if I'm a believer as a guy that I look at and can get you to the promised land. He got him to the playoffs, but in the a- in the NFC, the, the, the playoffs weren't necessarily – you weren't a rock star, and they got smoked in the first round by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Eagles did significant due diligence on Watson and his legal situation last year. But apparently Watson made it clear that he wouldn't trade his no-trade clause for the Eagles, who moved on and committed to Jalen Hurts. Now you have to wonder if Jalen Hurts is involved in a deal where they send Jalen back home to Houston – and a couple of picks, would Deshaun Watson be open to something in Philadelphia? And then the the third team to me is Denver. Denver is apparently all in on trying to to acquire Aaron Rodgers, but they, they still have yet to engage in any trade discussions for Deshaun. While the Packers are trying to keep Rodgers, if they can't get Aaron Rodgers in Denver and he stays in Green Bay, I can't help but wonder if the Broncos might look at Deshaun Watson as a plan 1A. And then I bring up this whole story because another team was mentioned. And it's it's kind of interesting to me. And it's the Minnesota Vikings. And they've become attached to this because of their new coach and Kevin O'Connell and a little bit of buzz, Kirk Cousins, like Derek Carr, is in a contract year. And Kevin O'Connell did what I think every coach does in their first press conference, talks about, oh, this guy, we want him here, he's great, and the next thing you know, he's traded like a week later and talking about a quarterback. And that's what Josh McDaniels did with Derek Carr. That's what Kevin O'Connell did with Kirk Cousins. But I like Kirk Cousins. I like Derek Carr. But if Deshaun Watson has his legal situation cleared up, then he's a more attractive quarterback than either one of those guys, I think. And I love Derek Carr. So I want to just real quick put a bow on this Deshaun Watson conversation because it's not really right now about where he's going to end up. Perfett 
it's more about whether or not these legal situations are going to be cleared up in time for anyone to even be able to make a play for him because you can't make any kind of commitment to this guy on the field or as far as a team making a move and giving up draft capital when you don't even know what his eligibility is going to look like in 2022, right? No, and I I feel like we did this last year too, right? We did. Like we, we all thought it was going to go away before the trade deadline. Like this was going to be a thing that, or even before the season that Watson would be able to come back to the field and people don't realize how long these kind of cases take. Now it does seem like it's starting to come off the. I, I don't know. The fact that we haven't really had many updates is uh, concerning a little bit. But I just, I don't know. Like it's not cleared up yet, and this is this is the fault of the NBA, the NFL at this point that you have this exempt list that could come down at any moment, and no one's sure what to really do, and no one's going to put a package together for the Texans if no. this might come down. It's you're playing chicken with the commissioner at that point. So it, I it, just I, I just the the idea this is all going to get cleared up by the time we start in free agency just seems weird. It seems very it, it seems very much pie in the sky because people still believe that Deshaun Watson is a top quarterback in this league and that these legal troubles aren't going to be an issue when they're still very much so there there's that we haven't even gotten to them yet. When when was the Stafford trade? That would have Wasn't been, that like during Super Super Bowl week or the week after? Yeah, the, so it, w- it would have been in February, yeah, like because okay. the Lions hired um, Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell, probably around the Super Bowl itself, and then I think a few weeks later we got news that Stafford asked to be traded out of Detroit. Let's see here. Um, uh, I, I don't the, remember the timeline. Off January the 31st. Oh, okay, so a month ago. There early, you go. Yeah, yeah so you're, you're right on it. So I bring that up because, and again, that was agreed to. It wasn't executed until the league year started. That date is March 16th. Now, again, the league has the legal tampering period, which starts on March 14th. The franchise tag is March 8th. The scouting combine starts on March 1st. The, the date there to keep an eye on would be around March 14th. And if Deshaun Watson can somehow, someway, come to some sort of a conclusion in his legal cases, it'll be interesting to see what the market is like for the Houston Texans quarterback. Now, the the other thing that I find very interesting in all of this is the whole Aaron Rodgers saga. And Aaron did say, I talk him, I, I say it like we're pals. You know my guy Aaron, Aaron. Aaron made it seem like he was going to make this decision rather swiftly, right? If there is one thing that he seemed to be consistent on was that it wouldn't drag on. So my wonders in the Aaron Rodgers situation circles back to last Saturday. Last Saturday night, Saturday before the Super Bowl, Probably while this show was on the air, as actually, I keep forgetting how late it is, uh, right before this show hit the air, Aaron Rodgers accepted his MVP award. And he gave a, a, a nice speech, a non-committal speech, but one that when I watched it and I saw it, I thought, okay, 
Sounds like Aaron Rodgers is pretty happy in Green Bay. Sounds like he likes his coach. Sounds like he likes his teammates. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm at this point last week watching this Aaron Rodgers speech as the other quarterback that's going to be talked about a lot over the next month. Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, we'll get to Brady here in a second. But I'm watching this speech and I'm getting ready for my victory lap. I'm kind of hurting my elbow, patting myself on the back, guys. Because when Aaron Rodgers showed up to start the season in Green Bay, I was one of those who said, I don't think he's ever going anywhere. I think with the way this contract is structured, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is ever going to leave Green Bay because they still have to trade him. And you still are going to have to give up a lot for a dude, even though he is either just turned 40 or approaching 40. And I'm sure a team would do it, but I don't think Green Bay is going to be willing to let him go. And then I saw this speech last Saturday night, and I was hurting my elbow, patting myself on the back. I was like, you son of a gun, you called it. You had that feel. You don't get many right. But I can't wait to get on Fox Sports Radio on Sunday night and brag to Arnie, which I uh, didn't get a chance to because we did the Super Bowl show and we were focused on the game. But I was ready for tomorrow night because in my world, in my mind, Aaron Rodgers had just talked about his love for Matt LaFleur, how he's committed, in my mind, what I heard, and how this is the place for him. And then I started reading the Internet. And then I started reading uh, different articles about what other people heard. And then I listened to my personal favorite football podcast, the Three and Out podcast with John Middlecoff. And they had a complete 180 from everything that I had felt. Complete 180. In their mind, and specifically, I guess, Middlecoff was the guy who turned me more than anyone he thought it was a Bon Voyage speech. It's like, wait, what? You know, if you've ever seen the movie Usual Suspects, I don't, spoiler alert if you haven't, but there's a great moment in the end where Kevin Spacey, suddenly you realize, oh my gosh, you're Kaiser Sose. And everything changed. It's one of the great, Holy S moments in any movie ever, ever. And I won't lie to you. I had that moment this week on the Aaron Rodgers stuff. So what did I do? I went back and I rewatched it. I rewatched it. It wasn't very long. I think it was what? Two minutes. And I thought, was I hearing something I wanted to hear? Because that's not very committal. That does sound like a, thank you, this has been great. So now my mind is in a mixer trying to figure out where Aaron Rodgers is mentally. And I'm not here to tell you that I have a grasp on it or a grip as to what decision he's going to make. But holy smokes, everything changed for me. Now, I don't think you've got a better chance to win in Denver than you do in Green Bay. I don't think you have a better chance to win in Indy than you do in Green Bay. And I don't think you have a better chance to win in Tennessee 
than you do in Green Bay. But that might not be what's factoring in here for Aaron Rodgers. Let's go in depth on it next. Plus, is there a theory that could have Tom Brady back in the NFL? We'll dive into it next here on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Fox Sports Radio on a Sunday morning and uh, still partying on the West Coast. Be smart. Don't drink and drive. Go to bed. Might be nice. If you're working, grinding away, we're right there with you. Uh, listen, I want to I want to go back in on the quarterback conversation here in a bit and maybe uh, – a theory on Aaron Rodgers, not about where he'll end up, but just kind of an overall idea. We'll get a couple of tweets. Uh, Lou Riley's been on fire tonight, right? I'm sure baseball would lose out badly to the NBA and the NFL if sports fans had to vote one of three sports least likely missed if one had to be discontinued. Ooh, hey, Ricky, write that down for a segment to get calls when I fill in next time. Because I'll probably just sit here and beg for calls for three hours next time I hang out. Why not? You got Middle it. Middle of the night. 
if one of the three big leagues, big sports, main leagues, had to be discontinued, who would it be? By the way, and that's funny because that goes against everything. I hate, dude, I hate the ones got to go. And you'll throw like pictures of fries, onion rings, potato wedges, skinny fries, crinkle cut fries. And the sixth one would be like hash browns. Two's got to go. Four can stay. It's like, well, they're all eventually going to kill you. So why? But, yeah. So, yes, there you go. Lou, I like it. In the future, we got it. All right, a couple more here that stood out to me. At Plank Show at Fox Sports Radio. Um, (laughs) This was pretty funny. Gunner writes, I should have bet on Carl Anthony Towns for winning the three-point contest and should have bet with the no-show and would have won big. Guys, did Brian No pick Carl Anthony Towns last night? Because if he did, I need to start listening to that show more. No, That's no. That's some fancy advice. No, Gunner called in last night and uh, said Carl Anthony Towns was going to win the three-point contest. Oh, okay. Brian, okay. Brian was basically laughed him off and said, why don't you bet me? Oh. Why? I like Brian. Brian's one of my favorite dudes. Why would you be that? adamant about Carl Anthony Towns not winning. I mean, that's that seems like an odd hill to die on. Gunner, why didn't you throw some coin down, man? Could have been rich today. Brian knows. Loaded. Um, Coop, right? Or, well, Justin in Cincinnati writes, uh, Brian Flores can't help the Pittsburgh defense enough to handle Joey uh, Listen, I don't know why suddenly we have to give guys nicknames but Joey Burrow and Chase, so I think it's a good hire. Boy, and you're right, Mr. Nice Guy. The arrogance of Bengals fans is absolutely through the roof. Uh, and then one more here from Lou, getting us back to the NBA. Non-peril commentary on LeBron, which, by the way, I think means spot on. Lou's the writer. I am merely the hayseed simpleton on the radio. For one thing, the Lakers are quasi-GM LeBron traded away all vestiges of defense, especially Kuzma, KCP, and Montrez to the Wizards for Westbrook. Those three are having great seasons. And what about not re-signing the one-of-a-kind Alex Caruso? Okay, a couple of things on that. I was a KCP hater. I really was. And... Not, not like the person. I don't know him. But when he would get on the court, it was the last dude I wanted to see on the court. But I started listening to smart NBA guys. I started listening to a lot of the former players who would say, hey, the KCP might not be the guy you want shooting the shot, but he's going to defend the other team's best player." guard-wise, and he's really good at it. And you start paying attention, you realize, damn, he is. And the Lakers have lost. They don't have – they don't play defense. They just don't. It's not there. And I love THT. I I, I dig Monk, but they're just – they're not giving them that edge. It's just not happening. 
I would love more than anything else to see a 180 for the Lakers and the second half of the season be just an absolute showtime kind of performance, but it's not going to happen. It's just not. I am so fed up with it. It's just enraging. So hit us up. We've got time for a few more if you want a Plank Show. That's at Plank Show or at Fox Sports Radio. Okay, when we come back, why I think Aaron Rodgers' future might not necessarily be tied to the place where he can go to win. And an interesting theory from our guy, Mike Florio. But first, Brian Finley is in the house to get us caught up on everything going on in the world of sports. What's up, Finley? Chris, what we have later on today is the NBA All-Star Game at 5 Pacific, 8 Eastern, Team LeBron against Team Durant. We also are seeing the Winter Olympics come to a close and Finland of all teams, finally, Finland of all teams, just as Chris Plank predicted, wins the gold in men's ice hockey. So no Team USA and obviously the NHL is not really involved this season going on. So they're not able to pluck the players and use them for the Winter Olympics. By the way, we go back to the NBA here. The Knicks, Obi Toppin won the slam dunk contest with some ho-hum, you could say, attempts. Not exactly getting the crowd all up and excited. They were decent, I guess you would say. Then Timberwolves, Carl Anthony Towns got the three-point title and Brian No. Did not get that one right, and I might have to remind him when he comes on later on today. In college basketball, <laughs> <laughs> in college basketball, number one Gonzaga, a flushing down Santa Clara, eighty-one to sixty-nine. Drew Timmy had twenty-three points and nine rebounds. Number thirteen UCLA continues to get back to their winning ways with the seventy-six to fifty drilling of Washington. Jalen Clark, twenty-five points. Number three Arizona. Hangs on against Oregon, 84-81. Benedict Matherin scoring 24 points. Number nine, Duke, squeaks past Florida State, 88-70. The Blue Devils have the lead in the ACC, but only by one game. Notre Dame is right behind them. Number two, Kansas, is victorious against West Virginia, 71-58. As the Jayhawks own a two-game lead in the Big 12 and... Kansas has five more regular season games in front of them. Number 10, Villanova, popping Georgetown 76-66. Justin Moore scoring a lot in bunches of the second half. 15 of his 19 points came in the final 20 minutes, and the Hoyas have yet to win a ball game in conference. Number 11, Texas Tech is victorious against number 20, Texas 61-55, and then Florida injecting some humility in number two, Auburn and Bruce Pearl, 63-62, to the final score there. No NFL. We do have some PGA Tour action happening this week. And coming up, the final round is later on today. And it's the Genesis Invitational. Joaquin Neiman, not quite a household name, but maybe is working himself to being one, Chris. Three-stroke lead, 19 under par. And Jordan Spieth shot a 73 on Saturday, so he fell to a tie for 18th place. And did you know it? You brought up the word NASCAR on the show. Yes. Chris, the Daytona 500. Yes, and then the Xfinity 300, can't forget about that, went to Austin Hill. And so, yes, Daytona 500 about to start today, and it is on Fox Television, 2.30 p.m. Eastern time as we get the Cup Series underway. With that, let's get it back to a man who I could picture in another life as a crew chief for a NASCAR team. Maybe. 
I don't know. Could be. be terrible at that. <laughs> you terrible. Too. Thanks, Brian Finley. Good stuff here on Fox Sports Radio. All right. Uh, listen, I, I want to get to Tom the Terrible in Boston, but before I do, at 877-99 on Fox, I've kind of been teasing this piece of audio most of the, the show. I'm sure my levels are all screwed up, so it'll probably blast through the speakers. But I've been intrigued by this Tom Brady projection, prediction, whatever, um, from Mike Florio. And listen, in, in all reality, on his podcast, Let's Go, when Tom Brady first talked openly about retirement, he didn't necessarily slam the door shut. Here's what Florio had to say on the Rich Eisen show about the future of one Tom Brady. I saw that Greg Allman of The Athletic reported that he's either going to come back to the Buccaneers or retire, that he's not going to try to finagle his way to another team. But as a practical matter, if the Buccaneers go out and fill that seat with a veteran who is pricey and they give up draft capital to get that guy, if he comes back after that, they're not going to keep both of them. He, he, he's necessarily going to go somewhere else. I believe yeah, yeah, the, the question that gets raised all the time, what else does he have to prove? What else does he have to accomplish? Well, he's never played for the 49ers, the team that he rooted for growing up. And we know two years ago that was his first choice, and they didn't want him. And if I'm the 49ers and my choices are Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, or Tom Brady for 2022, and I want to win the Super Bowl in 2022, I'm going with Tom Brady. So there's there's one side of it, okay? Now, I, I wouldn't say that Steve Young fed into it completely, but when Steve Young talked about the 49ers quarterback situation, here's what here's what he had to say right now. So if I'm gonna be in the NFC and I'm gonna pick one of the sixteen teams that's ready. The 49ers are that team. So if you ask me that question, what I think about Tom Brady for one more year or Aaron Rodgers for a couple, three years, this team could go win three Super Bowls. But what about Trey Lance? Now, Trey Lance, we don't know. We don't, And, and Trey doesn't know. We've, if Trey was ready, Trey would have played. Trey needs to get ready in this offseason. Need, this, this needs to be the biggest boot camp effort in history to get him ready to be expansive. But we cannot wait for that. We've got to get – if that's what we're going to do, we got to get him ready. And then we got six months to do it. Dude, I love when former players use we. That's my personal favorite. All right. Tom the Terrible is in Boston. Are you buying any of this Tom Brady, San Francisco talk, Tom? <laughs> no, no. I, I just, well, first, I want to talk about Mike Florio. Go ahead. He was a decent coach up here. And he went, when he went to Miami, he seemed to turn the team around. But I don't know who try who got him to pull the race card because I think he destroyed his career. I can't see anybody hiring him now. Uh, as far as Tom Brady goes, I cannot really see that he wasn't the MVP for the last two years. I do not think he's coming back. I think Aaron Rodgers should go to Tampa Bay probably. That's, that would be my uh, my thinking. What do you think about that? I like it. Thanks, Tom. Torres has another job. Hey, thank you. Right. Uh, and by by the way, did, did did he confuse Mike Florio and Brian Flores? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, Flor- Flores has another job already. Yeah, he does. So I take it that uh, Tom's a regular here on the Straight Out of Vegas show. I've never heard of him. <laughs> I I love it. Tom's call anytime. Yeah. Um, never heard of him. Okay. 
the Aaron Rodgers to Tampa. I've, I've heard this flown, thrown around, too. Now, here's, here's my thought on Aaron Rodgers. Tom, thanks for the phone call. Call anytime. Here's my thought on Aaron Rodgers. You reach situations in life where you're just done with a place or a job or whatever. And sometimes it might take you longer to be done. And you might try to do some things to save said job or relationship, but you're just done. And I wonder if Aaron Rodgers is just done. I wonder if he looks at it and says, man, it might not be bad to try to play somewhere else. And, you know, maybe that somewhere else is Tampa or New Orleans or Denver. I don't know. This It just it appears to me that the Denver talk seems very Denver heavy, right? It seems as if it's all Denver people. And that's fine. I mean, there's really good reporters. I mean, Benjamin Albright's one of the smartest dudes it's very I read. Fantasy. It's very pie in the sky. It's very oh, but, I yeah. really hope that it happens. Right. It seems more. It seems as if it's like a sports radio trade. And what I mean by that is when you have a player that you want, right? You've got a guy like the Raiders fans want Devonte Adams. Now, not a good example because Devonte Adams is a free agent. But around the trade deadline or even before the season started, it would be, hey, what if we traded like Jonathan Abram for Devontae Adams? Yeah, it's what? the old George Carlin line. It's like you want their stuff, their trash is stuff, or your tra- right. I mean, your trash is stuff, but their stuff is trash. Like right. the weird, uneven trade. And yeah, it's it's always yeah. like I don't know. I lived in the South. I remember hearing someone call in. It's like. Hey, what if we could get Alex Rodriguez down here for the for the Braves? Like, I'll hang up and listen. It's like okay. my all-time favorite as a kid, and I don't know why I forgot what I had for lunch yesterday. But whenever I was like seven years old, I was listening to KMOX in St. Louis, and a caller called in. Is like, hey man, you think we could get like say Cal Daniels or Eric Davis and trade? I don't know, like. Tom Pagnazzi form or Mike Lavalier. They need a catcher in Cincinnati. You're like, what are we, what do we, you think Eric Davis or Cal Daniels are going to get traded to the Cardinals for our backup catcher? But I just, you're going to have to give up something to get Aaron Rodgers. And it's not just going to be a Jimmy Garoppolo type gift. You're not going to get him for a second round pick. So I think Aaron Rodgers, if it's truly about winning, He's staying in Green Bay. Just like, wait for it, Caleb Williams in USC. It was about NIL. It always was. It wasn't about quarterback development. No one has the market cornered on quarterback development. Look at the quarterbacks in the playoffs. You had a dude from Wyoming. You had a guy from Texas Tech. You had a dude from Fresno State and LSU and Ohio State. I mean, There's no magic way to prepare a quarterback for the NFL. It's just not. You're not doing different footwork drills at USC or Oklahoma than you are at Ohio State or Tennessee. It's just not reality. So that to me is, if you circle that back to the situation involving Aaron Rodgers, if it's about winning, you're not going anywhere. But, I don't know why I got so angry and all that, but, but, if you're in a situation where you just want to go somewhere else and experience something different, go. 
And then the Packers will get two first-round picks for you. And I think the Jordan Love era would start or they'd be in the mix for Deshaun Watson. We are on the verge, on the cusp of an absolutely wild NFL offseason. And it hasn't even started yet. We got one more segment to go. When we come back, we'll wrap it up with a recap of what might have been the wildest week in Internet history. That's next on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Guys, been great on Twitter tonight. Sorry I waited till the final hour to open up the phones. But, I mean, Tom the Terrible in Boston was absolutely worth it. Justin in Cincinnati writes, on Twitter at Plank Show. Show never stops there, even though Brian Noah and Andy Furman are coming up next, and I'm going to bed. Um, Justin writes, you're second-guessing your Rodgers take, like everyone's second-guessing their original March Madness bracket. Stop overthinking it. I, you're, you're probably right. I mean, in the whole course of this, I've been a firm believer that Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere. But in reality, it, he might just be done in Green Bay. I mean, we all reach these points in life when we're done with things, and you're ready to move on. I'll say this much for the Green Bay Packers. It's a hell of a run if he does move on. I mean, you, you can't ask for a run like that where you've had essentially a Hall of Fame quarterback since 1994, right? I mean, it's just unbelievable. Had, what, two losing records in that stretch? Maybe, what, no, I'm sorry, 96, 90, whatever it was. Whatever Brett Favre's first year after he got traded from Atlanta. You've had a Hall of Fame quarterback. It's unbelievable. And uh, I think the roster is really good. Now, I know you have salary cap issues, but, of course, I'm a firm believer that this salary cap doesn't exist. So you're fine. You're not going to be able to sign everyone, but no one can. That's football. Trey Hendrickson ends up somewhere else because, well, you you paid Michael Thomas and you paid Alvin Kamara. You usually get to keep the key cogs. Magically, a way is found. But I just – I don't know, man. You're right, Justin. I'm completely overthinking this. I've gone back and forth like crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, Angel writes, I really don't care about All-Star Week. Haven't seen a single minute, and I will not watch the All-Star game. The NBA is going to be worse than baseball. It's going to become a bad regional sport, especially when the players act like kids. Dude, it's... It's bad. I, I don't watch a lot of the regular season anymore, and I know that's I know that's not good. I probably should admit to that, but it's hard. I like to stay awake. NBA basketball, unless you watch the Suns, the Bucks, whenever their big two's playing, um, the Knicks were fun for a while. The Bulls are fun. I mean, you can count on like one hand the teams that are fun to watch. But good text. Uh, good tweet, excuse me. All right. I wanted to run this. I thought I saw KFC over balls. Barstool gave us this list. Think about last week in the internet. Matt Stafford got absolutely destroyed for his reaction to a woman falling off a stage. He is then shamed into paying her bills because 
he turned and walked away. People upset on the interwebs raised $50,000 for the woman. We then ended up finding out that that photographer, that woman, had racist and homophobic tweets. People pointing out her racist and homophobic tweets get outed for having racist homophobic tweets of their own. Then rich people have to apologize for giving to her GoFundMe. In addition to that, Patrick Mahomes had to deny that he told his fiance and brother to stay away from Chief Games. 900 birds fell out of the sky for no reason in Mexico. Rick Ross got a cow, and that dude doing play-by-play of planes landing in 200-mile-an-hour winds were electric. Give us something better next week. This is Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus